This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com. Corient.com. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Nate St. Clair, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, a sticker, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. Hello, this is Isaac Genius Christopher Brown here, and this is That Story Show. Would you like some tea? Mm. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! You're watching! Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this tweet. I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people, this is that story show where we're telling hilarious real life stories and inviting you to do the same. This happens to be episode 371, brought to you the week of February 25th, 2021. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, my name is John, and I'm going to say something racy and politically charged. <laughs> Both racy and politically charged. So, yeah. something that involves nudity and. Oh. Does it have to? Because I don't know how to. Racy oh. is usually something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so what? Well, you- I just said it. That was it. I was just going to say something racy and Uh-oh. political. Course. Okay. So that was it. That's as far as you're going. I don't. I don't actually have something that is racy and politically I, to say. I just have the words. I. You just have the warning. Yeah. Just, just the warning. <laughs> There we go. Uh, sure. So, so anyway, it's good. I have something racy, believe it or not. It's our opening story. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this. Okay. It's racy. You're going to say something racy. I'm going to say something racy. There was a cabaret, an adult down dance lounge. This comes to us from oh, Patrick, no. by the way. It was an adult dance lounge. I can't say that. Adult dance lounge. There we go. Adult dance lounge. Yeah. Near our town. And people referred to it as the Purple Church. (laughs) Hmm. That doesn't sound like a good place. (laughs) I want to go to Purple Church. Hey, uh, going down to the Purple Church. You want to join me for um, a worship service? Prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Going to the altar. Uh, shortly after I learned to read, he says, I decided to read every sign along the road. And one day I noticed the sign in front of said dance lounge. And it said there was going to be Christmas elves and a visit from quote unquote, Mrs. Claus. Oh, I doubt it would be the chubby one, you know, for some reason, (gasps) I'm just saying, I thought that would be so cool. So I asked my mom if we could go to the purple church 
to see them. My mom <laughs> blushed and abruptly said no. And I was heartbroken. Why can't we go to the purple church and see the Christmas elves? I demanded. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's freaking out. Her mind's going all over the place. How how do I explain this without ruining his his innocence? Yeah, yeah. She never explained. That's the solution. Never. Just ignore nope. the boy until he shuts up. I okay, think fine. I think she may regret teaching me how to read. So a few years later, my younger brother wanted to know if we could skip going to our regular church one Sunday and visit the purple church for a change. <laughs> For a change. <laughs> Have me a big change, Sonny. <laughs> Again, there was no explanation for the emphatic no that oh. he received. But at least this time I could giggle giggle along with my parents. Patrick. <laughs> racy. Purple that was racy. Yeah. That was racy. You almost got a little politically charged when you said something about Mrs. Claus there. So <laughs> it's true. That's true. But uh she's as real as her husband is, I'm sure. Yes, yes. That's true. I'm sorry about that, mm. uh, Santa believers. So, um, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I let's, don't know. Let's just rewind the weekend. Forget it ever happened. Here we go. Okay. All right, we got a problem in my house, John, and Uh-oh. I'm going to lay it out for you. Um, okay. Okay. So, Christmas time happened not long ago yeah a couple months actually yeah and uh it was very hard for me to find one item on the christmas list that my wife wanted because Mm. she wanted what she would say is a baby yoda puzzle um i would call it a grogu puzzle but she hates the name grogu his name is baby yoda and i like baby yoda It's, it's more uh that's cuddly. Yeah. Grogu sounds like something you'd put in some kind of Klingon soup. Grogu is probably the name of the stuff that when you put you put that little uh, textured zip cord down your shower drain and you pull it up yes. and the hair that's all stuck to it, that <clears throat> that is called the Grogu. Did you get the Grogu cleared out of the drain? Yep. You know? I stepped in some Grogu yesterday. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was the it worst. Was, it was full of shampoo and hair. Uh, (laughs) yeah that's that's what grogu reminds me of okay it's the goo that grows but um anyway so i couldn't find a baby yoda puzzle anywhere and and then randomly on amazon i happened to find a listing and i bought it and it wasn't overpriced and it was a good deal and it came in a in the right amount of time and it was there for my wife on Christmas morning to oh. make her Christmas special. And and though I don't think it was her most favorite gift, I think the trophy I got her for the Best Wife and Mother of the Year Award was her favorite. Oh. Um, yeah, it was like a two and a half foot trophy. Awesome. Um, I think the Baby Yoda puzzle was definitely number two because she spent the next few days uh, after Christmas putting it together. And... um. It's been, let's see, January, February, we're almost through February. Yeah, we're almost we're on February March. 25. And that puzzle has been put together. It was put together in about four days, but it has been sitting on the table in the dining room uh, for for a couple of months now, and no one wants to break it apart and put it away. And, oh, that'd and be sad. Our family has never been a puzzle family. And that's why I was kind of surprised that my wife wanted one. Um, but now that we have a puzzle, and she put so it was such a hard puzzle because it was a lot of the back of the Mandalorian, like the because the the Yoda is like over his shoulder, and you mm-hmm. see it from the back, and so there's a lot of browns and grays, and there wasn't a lot of. Uh, lot of detail and she worked super hard on it because of the texture you know or lack of i should say um and we were so proud of her no one wants her to put it away and so i thought i would put it out there to the people of our show and ask them i know there's got to be some puzzle freaks out there you know that that are just Mm -hmm. like lego's not their thing uh board games aren't their thing puzzles is their thing 
Yeah. How long do you keep the puzzle? Now, don't tell me this is what my children want to do. They want to put uh, glue on it, and they want to yeah. they want to frame it, frame it, right? Yeah, and, and put it up in the house. And and have you ever seen that done? I have. It does. I've it, got family members that have done that. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to offend your family members, but it no, looks like crap. No. It 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 doesn't look very good. If um, you get close to it, yes, definitely. Because it's like, why did you glue a puzzle? Why don't you just buy the picture? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, um, I, but I understand the heart behind it because you want to keep it together because the work was done and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we we recently had company, and the, the Grogu baby Grogu was out on the table still, and my family got a cookie sheet and a towel and somehow moved it in one piece <laughs> over to nice. the, over to the coffee table but it's still it's like no one wants her to put it away she's even ready my wife's even ready to put it away uh wait, wait. so the kids don't want to put it away. i don't want her to put it away and the kids don't want her to put it away because she works so hard on it and it's it's such a special christmas memory now and 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 so I figured I would ask the people that do puzzles how long is appropriate <laughs> to keep it together. Once you've done a a thousand piece puzzle, you know uh, how long. You know how do you part with it? How do when, mm. when, when do you say goodbye? And is there a goodbye? Is there a better way? Is there another way? And I know that there's those pads that you could put under them and roll them up you know yeah and that kind of right. thing but but i don't I, we we don't even want to like have it removed from our sight like huh. like put away it's okay. special so i don't know are we stuck are we screwed for the rest of our life or are we going to be um you know fiddling our our lives around this this puzzle forever now uh our our is there a solution that I'm not thinking of? So I put it to you, our our handy dandy listeners, um, to come up with a solution. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I know what my wife's going to do. I know one day she's going to get tired of it and she's going to say, whoops. And her oh, hand will swipe off. across <laughs> the top of it. Oh. And it will be in pieces on the floor and the dogs Onto will the, eat oh. it. So, yeah. Um, the thing is, you don't want it to get to the point where she hates to see it because she'll want to never put it to back together again. Well, that's I mean? the other question I have is what point do you put it back together? With a movie, you know, you'll watch a movie and you want to own it so that you could see it again. But you don't yeah. watch it every week or anything. It's like, you know, a couple months later, you'll pop it back in. But with a with a book, it's kind of the same way. You, you'll read a book and a few years later, you'll want to read it again and then you pull it off the shelf. What about yeah. puzzles? Do you do you keep puzzles? Do you ever ever want to go yeah. through that again? I I as a I grew up in a puzzle family. Okay. Okay. I've enjoyed putting puzzles together. All right. Uh not so much in the last 15 years. Yeah. At least. But um but yeah, usually when we would do it though, we would be like on a vacation or or you know, in a cabin or something, so we just needed a little something extra to spend the time. So you right. kind of have to take it apart at the end. But we've my mom tons of puzzles in fact i remember growing up puzzles were on our our dining room table and they would be actually underneath the, the tablecloth because she, uh, you know they wouldn't be done so um uh, you know we would have company and everything <laughs> so but um yeah i i would say just go ahead and disassemble it and oh. when you miss it again then put it back together oh time to build those now if it was legos it'd be a different story because that's a three-dimensional object that yeah. you can stare at and pick up and move and stuff. Right. And they never go back together the right way after, yeah. the, after the first time. I know that because I'm when I moved from Florida to here, I took apart a bunch of my stuff and I even bagged them and everything. And you know yeah. what? They're all still in those bags. Still in bags, yep. <laughs> they, I've got a couple sets like that too. I've got a uh, two-foot freaking R2-D2 that is just oh. tons of pieces and I don't know that he'll ever go back together. But, <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I, I got some instant feedback there because oh. yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I, I like in the chat room, Rachel says, leave it in big chunks so it's not as difficult to put back together. That might be a, a plan right there. I could even see a rationale for, for gluing it in large chunks. <laughs> you know yeah. that would lay in the box and then yep. you could pull it back out and and just piece it together like that and it would be the equivalent of a preschool puzzle at that point hmm not a bad hmm. idea anyway that's then, enough of my family trouble um <laughs> somehow we'll make it through you get you can do this you can do yeah, this. yeah it's first world problems i know but mm. you know should i take the puzzle and Take it apart, or should I put it back? Should I, I, should I leave it? I don't know. I don't it's understand. Difficult. Just it's just it's driving me crazy, and I had to let it out. So thank you, show. Thank you, show yeah. for for being there for me. Like you, you always feel are. like you've got some closure now, or no? I I mean no. the, the the puzzle's still up there on the coffee table. I'll I'll have to I'll have to ponder, and I'll have to give time for the for the feedback that, that uh, we'll receive i'll get emails on this and there you and go somebody will have the right answer they and will. not that yours wasn't right i i just like to get other opinions kind of sometimes a combination no, I'm, of i'm definitely not offended so what, what's going on in your world there john oh wow hey, you know not a whole lot okay but- but some good good stuff is coming about. So oh, last good. week was like winter break, right? Okay. So uh, like the campus was dark and everybody was out because everybody seems to have some sort of issue with COVID. Um, I I was able to dodge that one somehow by the grace of God. Yeah. Um. But uh, so last week, um, I spent the week, you know, like putting projectors up in, in the high school and, and just trying to get caught up on things that I needed to do. And that was good. And then some good news came along. We've got, we've got two IT guys coming Yay! on staff with me here. I'm so, so happy for gonna, you. Yeah. I don't even know how to act. Um, but last Thursday, um, when we unfortunately couldn't record, uh, it was okay because there was an event going on downstairs ah. in, in our church here. And so I, I actually got to sit in on that and help them out with some things. But while I was there, I was talking to um, a lady who is in our church's district, um, you know, the AG district, Assemblies of God, um, which is interesting, you know, because you were, you're part of that world. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like part we know everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was talking to her for a little bit and she said, yeah, um, my, my, she started talking about that story show about us. Oh no. And I was like, I don't remember ever talking to her about this. Oh, and, and I was, I didn't want, cause she was talking to me about like we had, like I had mentioned it to her and introduced it to her and, and, um, and I was like, okay. Okay, because she's a district person. Oh and no. She, she's, she's the, the JBQ district person okay you know yeah i'm like okay now what have i what have i said <laughs> and just any of you that know me in real life you have to know you have to know that when i was on this show a long time ago i was a little bit more free because i didn't work in the church <laughs> yeah not saying it is a bad thing but I, I may have spoken disparagingly about some of my coworkers, or or i don't know i I don't remember what I've said in the past, and so I'm afraid that so all like and yeah, those of you that John, th- those of you that know John on the show, you will know that even if John <laughs> has done nothing wrong the entire time, he's still going to worry about every <laughs> single thing he's ever said. Yeah. So, so either way, yeah. So either way, but she she went on to tell me that she's actually recommended us to like like people at some of the district meetings. Oh no. <laughs> For, for families. We're, we're going to get caught. <laughs> we're doomed. I've often worried about this. I mean, when we started, I worked at a church of 5,000 people and I was so yeah. scared that one of them would find the show and one of them actually did, but they kept it to themselves. They even yeah. came to a fan meetup, but, um, it, oh. <laughs> yeah, because you know, we talk about burps and farts and poops and, and, and people yeah. dancing in their bathrobes and stuff like that. And, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes in church, just talking about things like Harry Potter or, or SpongeBob will get you kicked out, you know, if, right. if, you're, if you're talking to the wrong people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've often wondered if our time has, you know, is, is borrowed time. 
Like because exactly. I'm I'm a pastor. I am a card carrying certified minister. And right. uh so that means I have people over me that can decide to take that away if they yeah. want to. So I've often wondered how far, you know, as clean as we are and as harmless as we are, I've often wondered uh <laughs> if we ever got found out, like you're saying. Um Yeah. What well would, here the story it, it gets the plot thickens. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I and this is something not that I worry about people finding out because you know it's not a secret. We're broadcasting to the world. Um and you know, but there is that thin veil of professionalism. And then, you know, I get on the show here and I talk about farts and yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, if I ever happen to grace the pulpit again, that's the right words. Um, I'm afraid that people would be in a congregation thinking, oh, he tells fart jokes in his time. Well, right. he's not worthy to be up there. Yeah. So, but anyways, so she was telling me about this and then she was telling me about, I think it was, she said her nephew who had written in a story. Oh. And I was saying, what, what story are you talking about? And she said, this is the one about the, the boy who walked into the wrong RV. Oh. And she started talking about him. I was like, yeah, I remember that story. And then she said, yeah, he used to go to school here. Oh, and his boy. mom has to teach here. <laughs> so I started thinking, wait, what? <laughs> so I put it together. And so, yes, he uh, he was a student here. And <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was actually, he would sit in my chapels when I was the, the chaplain for the elementary grades. And um, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's awesome. And so, it's Matthew, a, I do know you. I remember you. It's a small a, world, a, isn't it? Small world. Oh. It is. And it gets a little smaller every day. Oh, goodness. I'm gaining weight. We're going to get busted. We are on the way to becoming found out by the Assemblies of God yeah. and, and being ostracized. That'll be, yeah. that'll be what happens. Well, goodness gracious. It was fun yeah, while it lasted. I mean, we've had what thirteen <laughs> years, you know. So yeah. yeah. What can they do though? I mean, what would they do? They maybe they'll invite us to speak at a national conference. That would be amazing, wouldn't it be? Let <laughs> us sit up there and do a podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you all the stories that are happening in your churches right now. Yeah, there's some church stories. We got a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. Crop dusting and otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, do we have any today? Oh yeah, we have <laughs> we have the purple church. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell the purple church story. That'll be good. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, John's out there trying to get us fired. And uh <laughs> that is pretty Sorry. awesome that they knew about you and, and started talking to you and you didn't even mention it to them. That's that's cool. Well, I I had known her because I used to run the JBQ circuit with the church here. Yeah. And, um, and so I had known her from that, but I didn't ever remember talking to her about, uh, about, about that story show. Yeah. So, that's not something I even do. I mean, when I meet people, yeah. I'm not like, hi, I'm James. I'm, a, you know, I do a semi-popular podcast out there. On yeah. The, right. The internet. <laughs> we were on the Babylon B by the way. Just yeah. so you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never do that. And, uh, Yeah. Uh, I've only been recognized a couple of times in my life. And uh, <laughs> one of them was at, at uh dragon con. So I'm not even sure that counts because you know, you're going to meet a geek or two there just by default, but uh, one, that was still pretty awesome. They didn't recognize me. They, they had, I had just moved to Florida and I went to a Chick-fil-A and this kid in the Chick-fil-A outfit comes up to me. He's emptying the garbage and he goes, are you James Kennison? I'm like <laughs> from that from no, nobody's listening, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I am. Hi, how are you? He's like, um, I'm doing good, man. And he and he just finished taking out the trash, and he went on his way. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, that was it. And I was like thinking, you know, he would, might want to chat or or you know just say hi or whatever. But no, he just wanted to confirm that it was me, and then that was it. Maybe he hated the show, and, Maybe. <laughs> and he just wanted to make sure to stay away from me and, and, and he didn't want to hate on the wrong person. So I don't want to be on your show ever. So. Yeah. I hate you, man. <laughs> I, just, I left you a bad review and I just wanted to make sure who to rub it into. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird though, but it was not as awesome as it should have been. It should have, cause I love bumping into people, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and I've been able to, I've had the opportunity to meet up 
with several listeners and have, and we end up having these three and four hour lunches, you know, where we just sit and talk and, and hang out yeah. and, it's and fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, um, I thought, you know, we'd bump into each other a little bit, but he, he wanted to earn that minimum wage. So he was, he was on his job, you know, on, yeah. on the task. So. Sorry. Can't talk. I got to go. Yeah. Take out the trash. Dedicated to the, the principles of a uh, Chick-fil-A. So anyway, yeah. It was nice. It was, it was, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it was nice meeting you because uh, technically I'm on the clock and that would be a waste of breath. So I've already sp- yeah. spent enough time and I have to go back and repent at the little altar that we have set up back there. So. <laughs> but first, let me ask, can I refill your beverage? <laughs> he didn't even offer. He was the, no! gar- he was the garbage oh. man. Now, I don't want the garbage man refilling my beverage. I'm sorry. So, mm. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We got a listener email. Uh, it's from Liam Seeley. I hope I'm saying that right because I never do. Hi, Lord of Farts. And who is that? <laughs> and King of Overreactions. Who is that? So I want <laughs> who the freak is that? I wanted to send you an email saying how much I love the show. Every episode makes me laugh. You both have done a great job with making this podcast. It gets no. better with every episode. I wanted to say thanks for making the show, and I hope you never stop for a long, long time, Liam. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, thanks, Liam. Uh, we got a similar email to that uh, that that was so similar I didn't want to read it, but it, it, they differed, and they said that even if you die, the show needs to continue. <laughs> oh, and I was okay. I was like, well, I need to make plans then because I <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, you know, so far the show does depend on my life and John's life. Right. And what if we were to die in an accident? I, oh. I haven't made arrangements for the show to continue. That would, I felt very irresponsible. So I'm going to get on <laughs> that and I'm going to okay. figure out a way that the, the day I die or John dies, um, that someone will step into this role and be like, uh, hi guys, you know what this means? <laughs> <laughs> James is dead. Let's do some weekly reviews. Well, rewind is J- James died. So <laughs> maybe we should record something to be played posthumously. Yeah, like several episodes. Just like if you're hearing yeah. this, this means there's six episodes left because I'm dead. <laughs> Jeez, it's so dark. <laughs> love it so but but that's what the email said it said i hope it continues even after you die and i'm like <laughs> i i haven't planned i haven't thought about it that much i i just never did so Boy, maybe let's maybe, get on it. maybe the show needs a living will you know and uh <laughs> i i'll just select a random story story subscriber or story sender you know and uh and and they will be the new host It'll be up to them to to put the show out. I don't know. Yes. And good luck. So, but here's the thing. If I die, if I up and die and the show is suddenly not showing up on your feed, please have the courtesy to not bombard my email. When's the next show coming out? Because it's never coming out. Because <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. Give me a break. Once I'm dead, you can't do that. So anyway. Right. Unless we can figure out some kind of Harry Potter magic to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll come like a Jedi ghost and, and do it. So uh, there we go. There we go. I'll talk to you like this and you will get great wisdom instead of humor. So um, <laughs> we got a few iTunes reviews brought to you by mypodcastreviews.com where you, if you have a podcast, you can get all of your podcast reviews in one place, emailed to you weekly um, from every store in the world. And, uh, speaking of which, both of our reviews come from Canada. These are reviews that Ooh. I wouldn't get, uh, normally, but because of podcast, my podcast reviews.com, they, they come to me. Wow. Awesome. Just wow. Says Parker from Canada. This is the bed, best podcast that I've ever listened to. Keep up the good work and never stop. I'm begging you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Even if I die, we can't stop. Uh, second uh, re- review says amazing. I love this show. I listen to the show with my sister. You really want to admit that? <laughs> they, might, they might. Well, you know, Canadians, they have good relationships with family. I right? guess homeschooled. That's what I say. You just, they're sitting around a radio like it's a hundred years ago. 
listening, <laughs> listening to the, the podcasts. Uh, I listen with my sister and I'm always excited for a new show to come out. By the time I listened to one of your shows, I knew I would like it. Emma, a person awesome. who likes a show from Canada. So her username is a person who likes a show. So she got a, a username just to leave a review for this show. That's what I'm wow. thinking right there. So that's cool. Hats off to Canadian Canada. Yeah. Canada. Just let that, <laughs> I'll just let that stay. I'll just let just that let stay. It it's no big deal. I think that mistake's been made once before. It's okay. Yeah. Canada is America's hat. So that's the way it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some featured stories. Let me tell y'all a story. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Um, today's story comes to you from Keelan from Texas. I'm, I'm guessing I'm saying that right. It's either Keelan, Kellen, or Kellen. 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 K-E-E-L-L-E-E-N-N. Are you for real? No. Oh. That's a long name. It's K-E-L-L-E-N. So I don't know if those two L's combine to say Kellen or is it Kellen? I don't know. I'm going to let it stay the way it is. Belly rubs is what this one's called. It's called, hi, it says, hey, James and John. I recently found your show and I'm loving it. You're awesome. quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Well, that's amazing. Hopefully, Thank you. hopefully reading your story. We'll go ahead and submit that, you know, sub- cement, cement it. that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I love that you hilarious, that you hilariously tell people stories. So I wanted to share one of mine. You should know before reading this story that I am a quiet person and I don't say much. And when I do, it's usually warranted. So, I always come okay. off as a super sweet person, even though I have my fair share of sass and rudeness. And I will go ahead and point out, this is a female, and, okay. and so that helps you set up. She, she comes off as a sweet person because she's quiet, and she keeps her, her sass and her rudeness inside. And um, I know that. I know that kind of person. And um, yeah. I know that kind of person that holds those things in, and that, that when you hold them in... They come out all at once and it comes out yeah. not for just that situation. It comes out for like the last five situations when you held yeah. it in. Yes. So. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know. I can, I might even be like that a little bit myself sometimes. <laughs> he says, she says, I've had five babies. Well, that's amazing. Oh. I've had zero. Oh. So that is very impressive to me. I have had zero babies. Uh, matter yeah. of fact, it reminds me, I saw a thing. Uh, on Google News when I was scrolling through, it said, uh, you'd be surprised how many men suffer with infertility. And I was like, I suffer from infertility. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, my Google just talked. It scared the crap out of me so much. (laughs) How in the world did that happen? My Google (laughs) Mini just talked. Anyway, um, no, but but I, I I had my doctor's appointment you know, to have my, my snipper snooped. Oh, snip. right, right, right. And, yeah. That's how uh, so you do suffer from it. <laughs> yeah. It was on purpose, but, uh, but I don't really suffer from it is what I was thinking, but it's been a lot of years, you know, that I've been infertile. And I, I just thought about that and I told my wife and she's, she's happy. She's like, she likes right. that. Right. We got two kids. Our youngest just turned 13 on Tuesday. Whoa. Whoa I know. And now we're, 
parents of teenagers. Totally, oh, totally two of old them in the house. So old, man. They're so old. Ooh, but anyway, man. she's had five babies, and that is impressive. Five. I'm I'm a blessed woman to have so many kids. I know, but with each pregnancy comes at least one person that tries to rub my mm. belly. Yep. Any mother will tell you that it's one of the worst parts of pregnancy. You know, I've heard though that there are some women that don't care. But but yeah. I I would care because I'm a I... man with a belly and I would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> if every time I met a new person they they just like look at that oh, thing well, right there. Let me put my hand on your belly. Yeah. Let me just <laughs> work that around a little bit. <laughs> I'd be like, thanks, but my oh, my man. eyes are up here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that? No, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I lifted my shirt when they did it. That's why. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, if you're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna go for it uh, as well you know we're at the restaurant waiting for our table yeah. it's kind of inappropriate but you know i didn't start it oh anyway uh, okay let's just stop right there <laughs> stop it stop. stop stop all right gosh not you two both of you oh. All right. Uh, well, while you're at it, will you braid my belly button hair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, anyway. Sorry, uh, Kellen. This any, is your story. Any mother. <laughs> is, is it, though? Is it? <laughs> it? At what point does it become our story? Anyway, any mother will tell you that it's one of the worst parts of pregnancy, that awkward and unwanted belly rub. So, I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm not so sure anymore that I would, I would, I would, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of tall and I'm a skinny woman and I have pretty big babies. I'm glad I read that right. Oh. Come get us. We deserve it. Uh, the, the first. I don't know what you were thinking about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. But, what, but how could you mispronounce that? <laughs> <clears throat> the, <laughs> the first couple of pregnancies, I just laughed off the awkwardness of someone touching my belly and silently vowed to steer clear of that person. By the third right. baby, I had developed my tactic to stop people from even reaching out with their hand. I admit. Yeah. It was not a great tactic, but it worked nonetheless. Usually, I just kept my hands laid across my belly or held my toddler on my hip where there was really nowhere for my belly for them to touch. Apparently, hmm. I forgot about that method during my fourth pregnancy. And one Sunday during church, I was feeling hmm. about 14 months pregnant, just playing huge that day. And a sweet and sassy older lady whom I usually love talking to was talking to me in the foyer after I had sent each kid to their Sunday school class. So oh, I, I had no barriers for my swollen <laughs> belly, but I didn't really think about it that much because the church ladies aren't usually a, a huge threat. Yeah. It's those weirdos in the stores. Yeah. <laughs> Come here lady. Anyway, there were adults uh, in the circle talking when she asked how I was feeling and I got I had gotten very large due to a medical issue during the pregnancy that ultimately led to a premature birth. But I told her I felt fat and sassy, but otherwise <laughs> I felt fine. And she commented that I wasn't as fat as I thought I was and that my belly was still cute. In fact, she said, it's so cute. I just want to rub it. Newsflash. Don't touch someone else's belly ever. <laughs> Especially a moody pregnant woman. I agree. I, I would agree with that. It's just don't even ask. Also, yeah. I feel, don't even ask. So I, <laughs> I forewarned her when I said I felt fat and sassy. 
she says she felt like she forewarned her as she reached her arm out toward my belly in what seemed to be a slow motion move when i put my hand out to stop her and said careful if you rub my belly i'll rub yours her, <laughs> <laughs> her face turned bright red and she nervously and quickly jerked her hand back and sort of laughed and sort of gasped all at once. <laughs> Feeling fat and sassy. And there you go. The people standing around her only heard the I will rub your belly part because <laughs> they suddenly looked to be in shock of what had just transpired. <laughs> I calmly put my hand down at my side, laughed and told her I was glad to have seen her. I patted her shoulder as I walked past to find my way to my seat. For the service, as though nothing weird had happened. That's so good. <laughs> I I didn't look back, so I couldn't tell you if she kept reacting or possibly gossiped about me. All I know is I stood my ground, I kept my personal bubble intact, and my belly was untouched. It was a good day. Thanks for reading my story and talking about my big babies. Love your show. <laughs> Sincerely, Keelan from Texas. Kel- Kellen. Could be Kellen. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Well, you know that that's a good p- public service announcement. Yeah. In that, don't touch another lady's belly. Yeah. Pregnant don't don't belly. touch anybody's belly. I think that falls right in line with don't ask a woman if she's pregnant. Yeah. And don't touch their belly. Yeah. I saw a lady the other day that I thought was pregnant, and I was. I, 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 I think pregnant women are very cute. So I was wanting to look, but then I was like, what if she's just chunky, you know, and, and, and then I'll be, I'll be a weirdo, you know? So, um, I, I looked away and I didn't, I definitely didn't say anything. So just enjoy people for the fact that they're human beings. And, but if she had been pregnant, I would have been staring at her like a creepy guy. So (laughs) I just realized that's what I was basically admitting to, but it's not true. (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) she she could have just been bloated for some reason i i don't know anyway (laughs) i keep thinking back to that story i want to say so many things but i'm not gonna (laughs) i just need to go pray right now uh talking about discipline yeah oh good (laughs) good story about discipline all right should i move on to it yes This is old time discipline. This comes to us from Sean from Flagstaff, Arizona. Stalkers. Uh, He says, I have a story for you that comes from my dad. And he tells me this happened back in the 1960s when things were a little different than they are today. Mm. Yeah. A little better. Yeah. A little better. My dad tells me that on a particular day, he came home from school with his brother. And when they got home, my grandma told my dad to go into the house. My uncle, however, was to stay outside with her. My dad goes into the house, but says, but stays at the screen door being nosy, you know, because, hey, why did mom send me in and not yeah, my brother? Yeah. Yeah. So he hears my grandma ask my uncle if it was true that he was throwing rocks at the girl who lived a couple, go- couple doors down. Knowing that he had been caught, my uncle said, yes, it was true. Uh-oh. When he confirmed his actions, my grandma asked him why he had been doing this. Um, apparently he gave the tried and true answer from any child is that when they don't know what the reason they're saying, uh, the dumb things that they've done and say, I, I don't know. Right. Right. Why'd you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> my grandma then told him, well, then I don't know why I'm doing this either. She told my uncle to stand against the garage with his back to her and to look at the garage. <laughs> Grandma reached down and started grabbing handfuls of pea gravel. Uh, you know, this is little tiny stones. Yeah. Uh, that was in their driveway and started throwing it at my uncle, asking him <laughs> if he liked having rock thrown at him. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's good stuff. <laughs> this is good discipline. Good old time discipline. 60s discipline. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop there, though. Now the aforementioned young girl arrives. She sees my, the mother, I'm sorry, the mother of the aforementioned young girl arrives. She sees my grandma throwing rocks at my uncle and says, Joanne, what on earth are you doing to that poor boy? Uh, I don't think they have accents like that in Arizona, (laughs) but maybe they do. My grandma pauses for a moment and says, I'm throwing rocks at him. The neighbor lady says, I can see that, but why? (laughs) My, My grandma looks at her square in the eye, 
says, because I caught him throwing rocks at your daughter. The neighbor lady calmly looks at my grandma and at my uncle who's whimpering while still standing in front of the garage and hoping for a reprieve. And then she says, really? Huh? You want some help? (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, my uncle never had a problem with throwing rocks at other kids after that. Hope this makes it on the show. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. I'm off the bat. I'm off my game. (laughs) You're so enamored by the story. Yeah. Comes to us again from Sean in Flagstaff, Arizona. Great story. Awesome. I think that's great. (laughs) Because there's still a little bit of that in me, and ha- and and it is worn off, and I've and I've used it on my kids. Now I I've never thrown rocks at them, but when they right. were when they were little, um, every every child has done it where they got they grow teeth, and they want to try uh-huh. them out on you, yeah, and, and they bite you, they bite the parent. I've got power now, and I immediately um, bit them back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And um, I can say it did make them cry. I didn't do it to leave a mark or anything. I'm not terrible. But they never bit ever again. Ever. Right. Ever. Um, and and that's why. And, and I've heard the Amish will put an oil lamp in the middle of the floor and set their babies loose. And uh, let the babies touch it and, it. and it hurts their hand a little bit. Uh-huh. And they learn right away. To not touch oil lamps forever. Because they're hot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did a similar thing with my little ones uh, with the fireplace where I sat next to the fireplace and they put their little hand out and touched the glass and they got a little singed and, uh, Mm -hmm. but they never crawled over to the fireplace. They never touched the glass. They never went close to it ever again. Because they learned their boundaries. Yes. So, you know. I don't know. My mom was a little bit like that. Like she would never tell you to bring your bike in because she's like, Hey, if you want it to rust and fall apart, um, that's up to you and you won't have a bike. And so, you know, you learn to take that on yourself and remember to bring your bike in and put it in the shed so that it didn't rust, you know, parenting tips. Yeah. I I got one for you here. Uh, Johnny, when he was younger, he, he would throw my stuff around. And one time he picked up one of my old things. I'm not my old thing, but it was something that I've, treasured yeah and he threw it and it shattered (gasps) and i was like i you know i had told him many times before so i grabbed something that he treasured it was a a bouncy ball and and it broke my heart to do this in fact even (laughs) thinking about it it kills me (laughs) but i say i said this is why i'm about to do and i explained to him i told you many times not to throw my stuff and so now i'm going to do this and i I didn't pop the ball, but I deflated it. Yeah. Of course, in his mind, it was gone a goner. Uh, and he just, you know, he, ha, he just melted crying. down. Huh? Melted. I felt like a terrible bear, <laughs> but you know, he never threw my stuff again. Exactly. And um, he didn't get the ball back either, but uh, that's that was part well, of Well, I'll it. tell you, part of my motivation for doing it the way I did was I was a children's pastor for years. And in the nursery one time, there was a kid that bit and he was a known biter and everybody was so afraid to just go up to the parent and say, look, we can't take your kid in the nursery because he's a biter and he's hurting other kids until the day that the kid grabbed another kid's face and bit her on the cheeks, both cheeks and drew blood on both cheeks on on the girl's face. And this happened to be the daughter of one of the couples that worked for me in children's ministry. So it was pretty close to home. And yeah. uh, I eventually, it fell on me to, cause the kid got in a fight the next Wednesday and I was the one that had to step up, not over the cheek incident, but over a fight incident. Cause he drew blood. He fought another preschooler and, uh, and, and blood came out of the kid's nose. And I'm like, dang, I've never even had a fight in elementary school that drew Whoa. blood. So, um, <laughs> I had to face the parent and I soon found out why nobody wanted to face her because she was the hot one, man. She was, she was, uh, I don't mean looks wise. I mean, just like uh-huh. immediately, uh, hostile great. and, and yeah, yeah. And like, like, sh- like her child had been the one that had been bit or, or bleeding. And, uh, mm. she ended up leaving the church was the, which was fine with me. Um, <laughs> and I got, I got to hear secondhand from the other church cause we were friends with the church she went to how, how horrible I was. But um, oh, sure. for, for demanding that her son uh, take take responsibility for her, his actions. Because that's what I told her. I was like, he's going to be a man one day, and men can do whatever they want. 
but they have to face the realities and the and the consequences of what they do. Uh, he doesn't have a father, and he doesn't. Uh, I'm like, I didn't have a father. I didn't bite anybody, and I st- I don't have a biting problem. So right. uh, she was so offended. But yeah, uh, I was like, I don't want to bite her kid. I don't want. I don't want a stinky kid, and I don't want a, a biter <laughs> kid. You know, right? Right. So that's why I, I bit. I bit them. <laughs> I bit them both. 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 Bit both my kids. And you know, and they don't remember it, so it's great. That, but they yeah. both know that they they don't have the uh an urge to go up and bite people and uh i bet biter kid is probably 15 now and uh he probably still oh i thought that's how old he was when he bit the kid no no he's pre <laughs> he pre-k but he probably still has a biting problem you know i i don't know he's probably in biting jail for, for biting people on the face <laughs> i have to look up the news somewhere <laughs> uh anyway this one's called purse pooch and uh, it is a long one. It's from Pastor Cord. He says, I'm a youth pastor from California, and this happened a couple of years ago. Normally, the crazy stories happen at summer camp, but not this time. I did, however, get to watch much of the chaos unfold from the safety of my doorbell camera app while miles away <laughs> at our camp. Normally, these camps are always a great experience for me and the students alike. The tough part, however, is always the schedule of our camp because it's mm. the same week every year as my wife's birthday right oh. in the middle of that week and it always is kind of a bummer so this year in question i'm really glad i missed it though because her birthday <laughs> for her birthday my wife's sister and all her girlfriends came over so they could go out and enjoy the evening to celebrate leaving our one-year-old australian shepherd home alone for a few hours now Our dog is the kind that doesn't go crazy when you're gone. He just goes absolutely nuts when you come back. (laughs) They came back. They came back. They came back. Everybody's here. There's stuff to do. Um, Now, I have to tell the rest from my wife's point of view. And that's uh, what I simply, where I simply, oh, what I got to do was simply witness the rest of it on the doorbell app. Because he was at camp. (laughs) So from what my wife tells me, they had gone to some great food that evening and come back to the house a few hours later to have everyone stay over for the night. Well, my dog unsurprisingly loses her mind a bit and starts jumping over everywhere, expecting pets from people, sniffing all over as everyone makes their way through the front door. And the girls all (laughs) begin to wind down for the night. My wife calls dibs on the first shower as all of her girlfriends are hanging out sleepover style in the bedroom, not really realizing that they're leaving my dog to their, her own devices in the rest of the house unattended. So my dog's curiosity and excitement are all at an all time high at this point. And she makes her way over to the pile of purses that are all left in the living room. In, inside one of those purses is a can of pepper spray. <laughs> my brilliant dog must have thought it was a choose toy because he proceeded to bite straight through the can oh no <laughs> by the time the girls realized what had happened it was already too late my dog had sprinted into our bedroom and began to hysterically rub her face all over the bedding uh oh, trying no. to get the spray out of her eyes and mouth it hit them while they were still trying to figure out what my dog was doing and they all started <laughs> coughing uncontrollably eyes watering screaming at my wife who is still in the shower something's wrong with your house we have to leave something's wrong <laughs> of course it's the house's fault the whole house that's, that's it, where they go to right <laughs> yeah well they don't know they think the dog's a victim here they don't know that the dog's the problem Something's wrong with your house. The whole house had become filled with the burning sensation and irritation of pepper spray. My point of view scared me for a moment. (laughs) Since it was close to 11 at night, all the students were in their bunks with the lights out. So my fellow youth pastor buddy and I headed into town about 20 minutes out to grab junk food from the local Walmart. Like you do. Like you do. Because one of the rules is no junk food. Right. <laughs> for the for the kids. <laughs> Unless you're a camp counselor, yeah. you can do what you want. During that trek between camp and town, I had no service, but I do remember checking my phone one last time to see that my doorbell alarm had gone off and I assumed, hey, it's my wife. They made it home with their friends for the night. So no big deal. <laughs> the drive was uneventful, but when we got back to service range near Walmart, my phone felt like I was it was gonna shake out of my pocket. I could see that it was my camera notification telling me about the motion on my front door. And there were about 20 
of these notifications. <laughs> oh, <laughs> since I didn't want to be rude to my friend, I ignored it. How could you do that? And just chalked it up yeah. to the girls bringing their bags in. But until there was another one, 45 minutes later, just one, a little after midnight at this point, And that one seemed a little odd. So I opened it to a short panic, seeing a live feed of my front door wide open. I have a, oh. a mini, I had a mini panic attack wondering what the heck is happening. And sure enough, a few moments later, my wife walks out of the door and looks like she's been, she's packed up to leave. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Note, she was the most, un- she had the no- most unpleasant look on her face that I've ever seen. I call her to find out what the heck's going on. Why are you leaving me? There, there she proceeds to tell me <laughs> the entire story. I'm in disbelief at first, but then I remember I have those 20 notifications from our doorbell app. And my pastor friends and I spent the next hour cry laughing at the videos that my doorbell captured. The screaming and confusion on these girls' faces made the purchase of a doorbell camera worth every penny. Oh, man. Everyone ended up being fine. And we only had to get rid of a bed sheet and a couch. Oh, is that all? Oh, and the couch. Yeah, the whole couch. Oh, man. Also, our dog doesn't go in purses now. <laughs> so there you go. There we go. We just talked about earlier it's, stuff. It's, yes. It's, it's 60s discipline in action. I, yes. I love that you guys, uh, I love what you guys do. He says, I've been a fan since your visit on the Babylon Bee podcast, and you wow. guys have brought a refreshing joy you guys brought a, fr- a fresh joy to an odd season. Thank you, guys. And I hope this makes it on the show. Yes. Pastor Cord. So there we go. I hope. I hope in all of my hopes that you have those videos saved somewhere. <laughs> because that would make a very entertaining video. Yes, it would. <laughs> Especially with the story in the background. Oh, man. Uh, having been a, a victim of pepper spray, secondhand pepper spray, um, yeah. I can, I can attest it is, it's rough. <laughs> There's something wrong with your house. <laughs> We're leaving. Your house is suddenly oh, peppery. It's terrible. My eyes are burning. <laughs> We're leaving your house. Did somebody open a bag of nachos? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Do you want me to go on with this next story? Yeah. I know that we're getting yeah. close on time. Okay. I like this. I, I just want to know. I, I did pre-read. So uh, this comes with us from Anna Wood. This is the janky janitor says, hi, James and John. I hope you're well. We are. Thank you very much for asking. I hope you are too. Uh, I have a story for you. She says, one day at school, my friend Kirsten and I were walking around our education building when we saw a really crappily parked car. Mm. I mean, it was half on the sidewalk and partly sideways. Wow. And it was all dented, which didn't have anything to do with the parking, apparently. You know those, you know... you can't help but notice when you see a car like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of them in the city. Uh, I'll say I, yeah. I see a lot of them around. Crappily parked cars. So yeah. uh, I commented rather loudly, yikes, who parks that crappily? And my friend <laughs> agreed. We start to walk away when all of a sudden we heard someone's shaky breathing. <laughs> it was the janitor. He said, yeah, who would park like that? And then he proceeded to unlock his car, which you guessed it was the one we were insulting. Of course, that's that's why I don't say anything because that's my luck too. <laughs> well, maybe he learned to park after that. I don't know. Uh, she says we turned beet red, said a quick, quiet sorry, and walked fastly away. Uh, we then proceeded to laugh and remark on how embarrassed we were. I have since then seen him, and it's always awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the wonderful story. Or thank you for the wonderful show. Hope it makes it on the show. Oh, 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 oh. there we go. Yeah, and it even put you know the ding in there just in case we forgot to ding. Yeah. It, so, uh, God bless Anna Wood. Thank you, Anna. That was a great story. And I can't say that I've never done that. Sorry, the retail harp just played, and that means I we heard we have to change something about the story. Uh, uh, she says uh, we 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 said a quick quiet sorry and we walked fastly away and we proceeded yeah. to laugh and go into the bathroom where we threw up on the floor <laughs> to teach the man a lesson <laughs> you're not gonna park bad at my school and get away with it 
And that yeah. is how the real story ended right there. So. Uh, that's that uh, that old time discipline. Yes. Like call it. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting a little bit back in there. There you go. There we go. <laughs> We we had a, a dude at, at college that had his old beat up car and it didn't even run and it was taking a prime parking space. Oh boo. Yeah. And so we we kind of the guys upstairs from where I lived, they they named the car the mobile. And mm-hmm. we had our own little mobile game. And so after we would leave the cafeteria, you know, you, you get an ice cream as you're heading out. <laughs> <laughs> they, would, they would christen the car with their uneaten ice cream cones. <laughs> so by the end of the year, the car was nasty. But you know what? He eventually moved it and didn't take the front parking space. That's so. good. It's that old time. That's Just, right. That's <laughs> right. There you go. Well, I uh, want to fit this one in. We are almost out of time, but Lee, Liam uh, Seeley wrote this one in um dog training place is what i like to call this one uh so back where i used to live we lived next door to these sort of sketchy people mm. they, they were always sketching they had pencils out it was it was always crazy with them because we never could quite make out what they were were they going to be a person an animal a tree because they were just sketches anyway we had this dog name they had a dog named chance and let me tell you he was the meanest creature to walk this planet he would chase people. He would bite people. And one time he even bit another dog. Whoa, that's a mean dog. That is a mean dog. I hated this creature and often dreamt of moving away to somewhere far away from that dog. Well, <laughs> I remember one morning I was outside and I saw that the dog was loose. And I started to run toward my front door so that he couldn't come and chase me. But. As I was opening the door, I heard the most awful scream ever. And I looked back and I saw that dog was biting an old lady that was taking a walk. Oh. I ran into the house and got my dad and we both ran out and scared the dog away and tried to help the old lady. The old lady was bitten on her arm and on her leg, but luckily she Ooh. was okay. So we reported this and many other incidences to the police. And the police had him taken away to some dog training place far away. And I got my wish. The dog was gone for good. Hope this makes it on the show. <laughs> Liam. The reason I wanted to read Liam's story is the because Liam, training place. Liam, <laughs> Liam believes something. It may not be true. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, I have news for you. He was not taken to some dog training place far away. <laughs> That's just what your folks told you. There's a farm somewhere that dog now lives. No, that dog was put into a room and gassed. <laughs> I didn't think he'd say it like that. I don't think they do that for real, do they? I don't know. I don't know how they do oh, it, but that's that's how I think they do it. He was heavily sedated. I just want to he tell you that that dog is not alive anymore. Uh, <laughs> and it's your fault. Oh, it's not. Liam and your dad. <laughs> Liam and his dad ta- told on the dog a lot of times. And then the police came and took him to dog jail. Yeah, right. Dog jail. A training place. <laughs> yeah. He went. Bar- Way. He, he went to doggy heaven or Hades, depending on your belief about dogs afterlives, you know? So anyway, yes. I just wanted to kind of straighten out and retell that story. <laughs> so there we go. Trading place in the sky, my friend. Now the story is over and the show has come to an end. So <laughs> do you have a funny life story? Have you ever been to the Purple Church? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, have you kept an old woman from giving you an unwelcome belly rub? Have you ever I had grandma so. and a friend pelt your young dad with pea gravel? <laughs> have you ever had your dog bite into a can of pepper spray and ruin a girl's night in? Or voiced your opinion about a janky parky job right next to the janky janitor? Or <laughs> complained about a dog so much that he was taken away to a, quote, training place, unquote. <laughs> 
Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. Email us at your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. And thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you don't get stressed don't get depressed and don't call the police on that poor dog he's just doing what comes natural just think this belongs on that story show we'll see you guys next time thanks john thanks james bye bye (laughs) the dog does it natural but you know why he does that why because it didn't have a parent dog that bit him back that's right somebody needs Mm -hmm. to bite that dog the dog would have made it in life and not gone to a training place far away. It would have been a good alternative to the gas chamber, that's for sure. <laughs> I think I scarred someone with the show. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.